Hello. How are you? Welcome to the Upgrade You podcast, Jonathan. <laughs> thank you very much. You're welcome. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Is the sun is shining as it has been for the last few weeks, so I know. Very, um, very happy about that. Glasgow's been like close to thirty degrees, hasn't it? It's been thirty. It was thirty on Tuesday night when I was out running about a rugby field, which was very, very nice. So nice sweaty with all the other men. Loving Absolutely. It. Mm, yeah. Good times. <laughs> Sounds like a dream. Yeah. But neither of us, actually. Yeah, very true. <laughs> anyway, so we have absolutely loads of questions this week, which is brilliant. And some of them are so good, but we're probably going to split this into two. So we're going to do another podcast on Monday. So we'll just sort of rattle through it and see what we get through. And then the rest we'll cover on Monday. So if we don't cover your question... We're not ignoring Absolutely. it. Like we will. Come what we'll back maybe to it. do, yeah, we'll maybe try not to talk too much about each question. Obviously, we'll answer them, and then if you guys have extra that we want to kind of go over on each kind of question, we will do that on Monday's podcast too, if that makes sense. So we'll answer them. We just kind of won't delve too deeply into things that are related to it, or try not to anyway. I know, oh. I know what we're like. So. But Jonathan, that's the whole fun of it. <laughs> you're just like about- do, do calories matter yes end of podcast okay yeah, moving that's on it, done. <laughs> that's, all you, that's, that's all you need to know though that's it yeah right <laughs> so hmm. did you see that um so i put up a video the other day of what did i put it about uh calories just you know when coaches just give out calories and they're like okay yeah. just take your calories yeah did you uh, yeah, i did see it did you see that james smith took events to it and thought that I was talking about him. That is a guilty conscience. Yeah, I know. If I've ever heard of one. I was like, James, if the shoe fits, like, you can wear it. But it wasn't about you. And he was like, he, I think it's because I was doing the moustache finger. Uh-huh. And he was like, did, "What? that's quite obviously me. And I was like, no. Does he have a moustache? I think he did for a little while. Oh, right. Yeah. But I was like, oh, my God. Yes, like, because he's the only man that ever can ever grow a moustache. But he's, well. he's the only man talking about calories, you know. Yeah. Um. But it was quite funny. I actually get on yeah. quite well with James, so mm-hmm. I like. I think he'd put up. I never saw it, but he put up some story on his Instagram, like dissing me or whatever, trolling me. And then he was like, "I've taken that down. I'm really sorry." I'm like, "Oh, I never actually saw what it said." But right, who knows? Just a guilty conscious syndrome. Syndrome, I think. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Right. So the first question I've got is from Carrie Ann. Should we start with that? Okay. Yeah, go for it. So she says expenditure. Does it matter if you get all your expenditure in a three hour gap in the day or is it any more beneficial to maintain it throughout the day for weight loss reasons? She says goes about saying that for your mind, you need to stay active. Yeah, of course. So she says, for example, some days I work in an office in front of a laptop all day. Um, I will go out in the morning for a walk and then then for a gym session. However, um, could then be sat on my ass until 6, 7, 8 p.m. I will always try and get a walk before bed, even jump on the spin bike for 20 to 30 minutes while TV is on and the kids are in bed. But that 8 to 10 hours in the day with little activity except running down the stairs to make a coffee or grab a quick lunch is about the only movement I get. Um, I thought this would be a good question for office workers. It's a brilliant question, Carrie Ann. Um, so... Can you still achieve weight loss by cramming your expenditure into a wee morning slot, as she says, um, and an evening slot? Or, uh, yeah. So basically, 
I've got a bit of an answer for this. Can I just go? Um, yes. Do you want me to answer quickly and then you, because I know you're going to probably answer no, it's the not, it's not, part that I'm not. Yeah, no? Okay, on you go. Answer. Let's go. Let's so, go. In go. terms of fat loss, which is what you've sort of stated at the start, or you've said weight loss, fat loss, um, no, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's going to be your calorie balance that matters for weight loss. Now, there are there is some interesting research on sedentary behavior and your your risk of disease however we need to just be clear that this is mostly done in populations where disease risk is high so maybe if you're already overweight which you're definitely not you're getting in activity you're eating well etc so this doesn't directly translate to you but periods long periods of sedentary time are bad for your health um even splitting that up by standing up for a while or sitting down for a while or, you know, even as simple as going down and getting a coffee and coming back, breaking up that time sitting um, is beneficial to your health and having prolonged periods of sitting is negative. Um, So in an ideal world, yeah, you might break up your activity levels more, um, but most of us work office jobs or pretty sedentary jobs and there's sort of no getting away from that if you're mindful of it you know some people I guess that there was one study that suggested you should sort of set an alarm and every hour you should get up and just it can be as simple as like get up and do 10 squats just so you're not in that completely sedentary mode the whole time um so yeah it could be as simple as that but in terms of fat loss or weight loss no, it's not gonna. It's not gonna matter. Awesome. The only thing I think that I don't know if this is right or wrong. I'm going to look into it um, straight afterwards. But something rings a bell as far as maybe having a very very slight um, potential increase in calories burned when splitting up training. But again, when you look at the grand scheme of things, it's not going to matter in hindsight. It's I think it was something to do with just increasing your. Um, increasing your heart rate um again rather than kind of keeping it high if that makes sense so splitting Mm -hmm. up like a couple of times a day there's something rings a bell in my head with that which i'll need to try and find out if that's true or not um i think lyle mcdonald spoke about it before as well so yeah um, i don't know if that's the ring ring. sorry it it would you know it makes a lot of sense and actually changing from a state of like relaxation to a state of exercise yeah. even in terms of the energy systems you use. So you, ent- you usually create some kind of oxygen debt, which you then have to repay. Um, yeah. it- it's going to be a very small amount, but maybe that yeah, would exactly, add up yeah. over the day. You know, if you did do, say, 10 squats on the hour every hour, you know, I'm not talking yeah. like, you know, go and get a dumbbell or whatever, like literally just get up, you know, sit on your chair 10 times and then sit back down and start writing like, uh, the movement of that is going to be good not mm-hmm. and even just for your body like you're sort of probably going to reset your posture after that you're not going to be as hunched over it yeah. kind of takes your mind off things and like gets you reset um yeah so i think we've covered that question awesome moving on okay karen always has awesome questions she mm-hmm. says um does the heat affect scale weight I imagine intense heat, as we've had recently, affects the body in different ways, e.g. working harder to keep it cool, losing water through sweating, water retention, puffiness, etc. So does it or can it? Was that? Sorry, I missed that. Does the heat affect scale weight? Um, from a fluid point of view, yes. 
obviously. So if you're looking at um, sweating, if you're, if you're sweating a lot, not replenishing that, then you step on the scales, that is going to have an impact. Um, you've also got the other side of things. So if you are drinking more water because you're thirsty, then again, stepping on the scale. So drinking more water than normal, um, your body can take a little bit longer to kind of flush that out, if you like. If you, you're kind of having more fluids than your body's used to, then yeah, standing on the scale, water weighs. Water has a weight, obviously. So when you step on the scale, that can kind of impact that too. As far as like water retention, et cetera, is concerned, like being hot and bothered can be a stressor, I guess. So if you're looking at... Um, the bodies or one of the body's ways of kind of dealing with stress, water retention can be one of them. So that might be something that can affect the scale weight too. So um, yeah, I, I think personally, yes, it could affect scale weight or it could be, it's obviously going to be very different or can be very different to um, the temperatures that we're used to. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, in terms of a direct effect, it could have, like Jonathan was saying, sort of either way, you know, because you're drinking more water, you could weigh more because you're more or potentially you don't drink more water and then you're dehydrated, you could weigh less. Yeah. Um, yeah. You also tend to find like I'm less hungry when it's really hot, like you're not yeah. really going to want to sit down and eat a big meal. You're like, oh, I'll just have a salad or like something on the go or you know, whatever it is. You're not you tend not to eat as much. So maybe that might benefit fat loss. Um, mm -hmm. yeah you may be outside more it's much more tempting to go for a walk if it's a beautiful evening and there's you know the sun's out than if it's cold so you know all these things sort of have an effect um, I think the question was more about an acute effect on scale weight and mm -hmm. um, yeah your body will be working harder to try and keep itself cool um, but yeah that I guess that kind of covers it Awesome. Um, next one. Um, why slash how does lack of sleep affect scale weight? Did I answer the last one first? I can't remember. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I'll go for this. So cool. again, in, it, it will vary from person to person, but mm -hmm. in terms of a, a longer, so in, in an acute way, there might be some sort of hormonal fluctuations which cause water retention that's going to be very individual some people experience that some people won't in a longer term way so lack of sleep definitely means that you've got less willpower um you know if you're tired you tend to just you know you don't have as much self-control i'd say so you might tend to overeat um and your hunger levels might be higher you, there's also evidence to show that your insulin sensitivity is reduced after lack of sleep. So there's loads of small effects that this can have, but it's more, in my opinion, it's probably more of a behavioral effect that if mm -hmm. you feel tired, a lot of people attribute feeling tired to not eating enough, especially if they're dieting already. So th this is something I've seen like, and it's really, the more I've noticed it, I guess the more I notice it again, because it's like a trigger in my head, but, loads of my clients will be like oh I'm I'm really tired this week I don't think I've got enough calories and there's a big difference between being tired because your toddler's been up all night no amount of extra calories is gonna stop you being tired from that or the fact that maybe you are um not eating enough and over time you're tired because you're training hard and you, you actually don't have that much energy it's usually the one before. So it's usually, oh, I've actually been working really long shifts, not got enough sleep, not prioritized rest and recovery. 
or I had a big night out and I'm still recovering it from it a few days later because I've not caught up on my sleep doesn't mean you need to increase your calories because of that there's a difference between like physiological um lack of energy and just you've not slept enough and even if you do increase your calories you're not going to benefit from that in terms of energy levels yeah absolutely i mean i personally last night i was uh well, I trained, had a gym session yesterday, had rugby training, and it's pre-season, so lots of fitness work, loads of running about. Um, went to bed fairly early last night, half 10, 11, which after all of that was was probably still a little bit too late, but quite early for me in general. And then I was up at 5 a.m. this morning. So today, I'm very hungry in comparison to when I've had more sleep. So I've actually eaten my breakfast a bit earlier on. Um, I normally just eat breakfast because I think, right, I'm training soon, so I know I feel better trained on a full stomach, so I'm going to get some food in. But today... I ate because I was hungry and I was craving foods and I was wanting kind of salty foods and all that kind of stuff too. So I had some popcorn and whatnot. Um, and also, Jonathan and his popcorn today. for breakfast. I know, so so good. Um, yeah, so my training session, I've got a training session today as well, which again, because, I've had lack, because of lack of sleep, lack of energy, at the moment, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to give it my all, but I can't be asked to do it. Um, but I'm going to do it. You know, it's a lower body session. It's a squat session. And potentially, I might not work as hard as if I was fully rested, if I'd had a good sleep, etc. So that's another just, kind of Just get your excuses in now, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> if you go into oh, your oh, session sure feeling like you're not going to lift heavy, do you know what? You're not going to lift heavy. Mindset, babe. That's, that's it, true. But also, if you go in, it's better, than do, it's better to do it than not yeah, to do no, it. Yeah, it's, it's better to do, you know, go in, get something done than, yeah. than do nothing. But... Don't Absolutely. go in with a defeatist attitude. Absolutely. Anyway, um, what's next? I've got... Who's next? So, catch... What do you have? Um... I've... I put one from Kirsten. Did you see that? Uh, from uh, Kirsty, sorry. Wait, Jonathan, she's, she's in the queue. <laughs> you obviously oh, people okay. Before that, Sharon. She says she's looking uh-huh. to improve her golf game and lower my handicap can you recommend exercises that would help i'm one of the longer hitters considering my handicap is quite high at 19 but every little helps i've no idea what your handicap is yeah (laughs) (laughs) To, to be honest like you would need to look at people that taught or teaches golf um as far as biomechanically is concerned as far as kind of um, that side of things are concerned, and you will find people that have written good articles on those exact subjects. Yeah, Sharon, um, I, I can link you a few. So, um, yeah. Ollie Foster is really into his golf training at the moment. A lot of what he posts up is some like exercise specific things. A lot of it tends to be core work, so getting that, really being able to transfer the strength from, I guess, like your feet to your hips to your arms to your swing, mm-hmm. and like that transfer of power. Um, yeah, so it is really, it's going to be more like not just strength, but applying that strength in a, in the technique way and it's more power development. Um, so yeah, good question. Good luck with the golf. I kind of want to learn. I feel like it'd be quite fun. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. So Anna, she says, someone asked me today about adapt, adaptogens to combat stress slash exercise slash life tiredness etc 
I'm a bit of a cynic, read these things, so are we, um, but don't know much about them. Um, some CrossFit girl, I think. Oh, no, wait, what's her name? Rod, Rod Doyla Rousey. Ronda sure. Rousey. All oh, right, okay, she, isn't she that crazy, like, MMA fighter? <laughs> oh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, no, she's MMA. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was specifically mentioned, uh, uh, she's mentioned it as something to take. I'm not wanting to take these, but it just got me curious. Um, and then lovely Karen has replied saying she's quite cynical about these things as well. Um, but she did look into it a little bit just to sort of see if there'd be any effects. She said she did get good effects from taking them. I'm just paraphrasing here. Um, but they could have been placebo. Um but she did seem to feel an effect. So yeah, I guess like it's kind of the perfect response from Karen. Like I did try it. I'm open to the fact that it was potentially placebo, but you know, it did work for me. And I think with a lot of these things, you have to accept that. So these adaptogens are basically herbal remedies. So, you know, there's not much scientific evidence behind them. Well, if any, Um, Mm -hmm. but they may potentially have a benefit and if there's no detriment to taking them, apart from cost, um, then I guess there's no real harm in doing it. But what I would say is that you don't know what side effects or how they're going to react to your body. Like, if you can avoid taking anything you don't need to take, I would. Um, that even goes for sort of vitamins and things as well. Like, if you don't need it, I would recommend probably not taking it. Um, yeah. But it, it is an interesting... So Anna's not even wanting to take it anyway but it's an interesting question um i think the placebo effect is hugely underplayed as well and if you're getting a placebo effect from something then it's probably worth still taking it even though but i guess if you accept that it is a placebo effect then what is the point in taking it it's kind of like a weird cycle that isn't it mm-hmm. and yeah if absolutely you, if you really knew and believed it was a placebo then stopping taking it it's not placebo yeah like wouldn't have any effect but yeah yeah yeah. i have some there's some people that um i'm friends with on facebook that say um bcaa so branched chain amino acids and they'll say oh i know it's a placebo um and i also take it because it makes my water taste nice i was like no you're taking it because you still think it has benefits on top of your protein intake like you can say that obviously Mm. (laughs) don't don't say it's a placebo because you know you just said that you know it doesn't work yeah but i think you want something to make your water taste nice taste take some juice and make save yourself 30 pounds a month i think like what they're (laughs) i think a lot of them don't actually understand what a placebo means yeah because the fact that that they're saying that you're kind of like right i mean that that would mean it you know it's not really going to work um yeah but then there are there is some interesting research that almost shows like even if people do know that it's a placebo it can work like it really strange yeah. like yeah amazing like even like sham operations and stuff that work because people believe that they're going to work like and yeah. i used to you know it's such a wishy-washy like oh if you believe you can believe your injuries better you know if you have trust in the but and I always think that's absolute crap, but it's not <laughs> like, yeah. you know, science has proved that mm. it's not. And yeah, yeah, like sugar pills and things, I think, especially for things like depression. Um, and I almost mm-hmm. wish that there's a sort of it's a shame that doctors can't prescribe placebos because it would save so many people getting sort of caught in the 
antidepressants and getting stuck on them sort of cycle if you know if your doctor could like wean you off them without telling you that they are and then you'd end up just be taking Mm -hmm. sugar pills but you still have that sort of belief that these pills are making you feel better and thus they do make you feel better and they actually do make you feel better but unfortunately doctors aren't allowed to lie to you so that's that out the window anyway um that's that's all the questions i have you had another one i can't see it yeah the curse i posted it underneath karen's question in the um the one she just put up today or in the graduates but oh no i put it in the um I'm talking rubbish. I put it in the actual oh, thread. Have you got it? In the graduates I, um, group. Took all them and put them on a Word document. Ah, yeah. Bear with me a second. Let me just find it. And you want to keep the oh, people well, happy while I find it? I could sing a, a song that probably would not keep <laughs> the people happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, probably silence. What, would you had be any good questions or debates on your? Um, you had any good questions or debates on your? Um, your recent posts or your videos or anything like that people agreeing or not agreeing with you Um, I've been speaking quite a lot about like mindset and I spoke a bit about women in the fitness industry yesterday it's quite an interesting one just sort of like I guess it's Mm. not just women it's just that I see it more often than women Mm. but it's that like lack of confidence that's maybe holding you back oh I agree and and actually I I think that's that's massive in you as well and like Mm. you don't sort of believe that you're good enough or even just like it just holds you back a bit from potentially doing more and then you look at the people that have done Mm. really well in our industry that and you think (laughs) you know some of them it's definitely true that they maybe had the confidence before they deserved it or before they merited it and they often yeah but in some ways I respect that now like they took off more than they could chew but and looking yeah. back, like they said some stupid things and they were given a platform that, you know, they spread poor information, but they've now mm. changed their ways or wh- whatever. Like the, the fact is it still helped them yeah. grow and, and the fact that they had the confidence to do that then, like it's huge. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes with people like that, the most respect I give those individuals are when they've admitted and they've held the hand up and said, yeah, what I said mm-hmm. before was wrong. What annoys me sometimes is the ones that, won't do that obviously you're not going to be able to give people that subscribe to a website or pay for a program and stuff you're not going to be able to, maybe that's why they're not saying anything because they don't want to have to refund yeah. hundreds of thousands of pounds um so i do kind of get that point but i'd have much more respect for them if they said look people like i was wrong about what i used to say like there's certain people i know have literally just deleted full blog posts and everything and then never ever admit to them existing mm. and some of my friends have actually screenshotted those blog yeah, programs I think, those, uh, I think blog it's actually posts. very hard um, to like permanently delete things off the internet now like yeah, once it's up it's yeah. up um so yeah i guess be careful what you say that's it okay so one question from kirsty and there is one other one in the um the new group so we can get that one done okay, as well i think awesome. so from Kirsty, so morning. So question about question for you about calories. She has a pretty sedentary job at the moment where she can be stuck at a desk for up to 10 to 11 hours without moving much. On those days, I generally find it hard to, I find it fairly easy to manage my calories and I don't really find I get too hungry as I'm not expending much or little energy. However, on my days off, it's a different, run, it's a different story altogether. I often pack a lot of gardening, cycling, running or workouts or multiple of these I can get a bit mental. 
On these days, I find it very difficult to control my hunger as I'm expending a lot more calories. How should I manage this? Do I just save calories for my day off when I know I'll need more or should I just not or should I not worry too much about going over? I feel so guilty when I go over, but I know I also need to fuel my body if I'm going to go out for long runs, bike rides. Any advice would be grateful received. Okay, so don't just go over your calories and not look at the weekly averages. So that's what we want you to, because you still want to lose weight. You still want to tone up, Kirsty. That's what we want to focus on is your kind of weekly calorie average. So you've already answered it within that sentence. So if you know you're hungrier on other days when you've been active, again, like myself yesterday after rugby training, I am starving. So I, I have more calories. I have about 3,000 calories on rugby training days, and that's still trying to create a deficit for me over the week. And I have about 2,400, 2,500 on non-rugby Piss days too. Off. So this way, I uh, yeah, but it's relative, isn't it? I'm just as hungry as somebody else in the true. deficit. I don't think that's true. Uh, I think there's a bit, we'll get onto that in a little second because that's an interesting one. So, um, so yeah, so you, that's exactly what you do, Kirsty. So if there's days where you're not hungry, like you can really, as long as you're prioritizing your protein intake, you're getting fruit and veg in your diet, on those days, if you want to drop your calories down to whatever you're kind of comfortable doing, you're not hungry on those calories, you're prioritizing them, and then you have another few hundred on the other days, um, you're fueling your workouts, you're kind of feeling more satiated, you can have a big portion of food at night time, then go for that and focus on the weekly averages. Like even if on some days you do go over slightly or you kind of go more than you planned on, don't feel guilty. Like you said, don't beat yourself up. And again, just focus on the big picture. Yeah, I'd completely agree. In fact, an approach I've taken with quite a few of my one-to-one clients recently is sort of setting yeah. like a baseline minimum diet. So for some people that may, might yeah. be like 1400 calories and that hits, you know, that yeah. really, really nails their protein intake good fiber, good um, Mm -hmm. veg, fruit, you know, like a really good base diet. And then on top of that, I want them to eat more intuitively. So if they're then hungry after that, you know, they might still have a cap. So they'll have a weekly um, calorie goal, but on days where they've eaten that and they're not hungry, I don't want them to eat anymore. So they don't eat anymore. On days when they've eaten Mm -hmm. that and they're still hungry, like, right, I'm going to go into my sort of extra calories here but stay within their weekly calorie allowance, but what am I going to have for that? And because they've already absolutely nailed the, the sort of base diet and hit all the boxes that I want them to yeah. hit, um, they can have basically whatever they want. So if it's, you know, an extra 200 calories of ice cream or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. they can have whatever they want. Or if they're trying to, you know, if they're actually like, I'm actually quite hungry, I need something that's going to fill me up, big, massive salad or, you know, you can choose basically is my point, but you've hit that minimum diet. Yeah. And I think that's been really useful for some of them for some reason, especially in yeah, the absolutely. summer where like things can be a bit more, I don't know why it just seems to have like the last sort of month mm. or two, that approach has really worked well for people. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I think that's a, that's a, a great point as well. Just going back onto what I kind of went, nearly went off on a tangent with. So calories wise. So, Males will generally, depending on how heavy they are, how active they are, etc., and the size of them, will be able to diet on more calories than females. And obviously, energy expenditure is a massive part to play in that too. So I said, firstly, that I believe that being in a calorie deficit, if I'm in a calorie deficit on 2,500 calories, 2,600 calories, and I'm losing, let's say, a pound of fat a week, and then there's Susie, who's on 1,400 calories, and she's losing a pound of fat a week. I believe that I'll be just as hungry as she will, but I 
understand and I know that on my calories, I can hit my protein, I can hit my uh, fruit and veg, I can hit my fiber and probably still have some ice cream, some sweets and whatnot, which would be very difficult for Susie to have on those calories. So I think we'd be just as hungry, but I also think it maybe be a bit easier for me because I can have more emotionally satiating foods or I can have more kind of treats, if you like, um, from that kind of point of view. Yeah, I, uh, so I kind of get your of... point. Uh, I do think that you've kind of said as well, like adherence is possibly easier because you can fit in these yeah. foods. Um, a point I made... Um, on a video this week actually was about if it fits your macros and how it can be quite misleading for like girls basically yeah that, you know you'll see oh, yeah, yeah. even like yourself you might say you might put something out saying oh look I managed to fit in you know this ice cream and this chocolate bar into my calories today right but if I try and yeah. fit that into my calories it really mucks up the rest of my day or or the fact yeah, that I can't absolutely. hit my protein target then because I've taken up so many calories doing this, or if I, I don't have it as much of an enjoyable protein target, I basically just have to have a shake or something very lean, like lean chicken breast, because I've not saved enough calories to have, you know, a more exciting protein meal. Um, mm -hmm. So I do think yeah. like in terms of hunger levels, yeah, maybe you're right. Um, but again, you can eat a lot more like volume of food as well, because if you make the right choices, yeah. it's just, you've got more calories to I play with. I also think as well, so it, it yeah yeah and I, like you don't Abs do this absolutely. but it, it kind of does grind me when I see guys especially and I think I've seen a few that have, have almost been like bashing like um high volume foods they're like yeah it's ridiculous to swap yeah. everything for um higher volume foods or like um oh yeah in cauliflower to this or this and they're like I used to do that it was so stupid and I'm like right but if you you know look at the portion sizes of a small bikini girl compared to your portion sizes of yeah, course they need absolutely. to like adopt those like strategies because yeah. for them they'd be eating almost nothing and part of the you know part of the reason you feel full yeah. is because when you chew the sense, sense hunger signals you know all these things react so yeah. e even for the same amount of calories obviously half a chocolate bar compared to like a whole iceberg lettuce or whatever like you're gonna feel fuller and you're going to feel more satiated after eating that because it's a higher volume and you can actually sit down and enjoy it. Part of it's the time it's taken you to eat that as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. That's a massive component of it. And I, I think as well, just going back to um, people, males, <clears throat> especially saying, um, or people in really high expenditure, like PTs, female PTs as well, saying, oh, I eat this full pizza and I fit it into my macros. Like, what I did a post, when I last posted saying that I had some sweets, I put that as a percentage of my daily cal calories. So I said, right, this is only, I think it was like 12% of my daily mm -hmm. calories for the day. Um, so that, that means I've still got plenty of, and, and then I made a point of saying like, I've still had or will still be having like seven servings of uh, vegetables, two servings of fruit this day. So as a percentage point of view, looking at it that way can, can kind of help as well. And I think... Alan Aragon's got a kind of table where he likes to kind of set it out as though you have certain percentages as you should make sure that most of your diets or 80% of your diet is like whole foods. If you like, it's voluminous, it's protein, it's fruit, it's veg. And then there's maybe 10 or 20% where you could potentially put in other treats if you like. So if you're looking at that as a percentage of your, your calories, not like 
my calories that could maybe be a bit easier yeah to exactly grasp. and I, that's my exact point is that for you you know whatever 10 percent of your calories is like a fair yeah. amount of calories to play with but for most yeah. of us girls it's not yeah. and it's like oh i can i've got 10 no. of my calories to play with oh great like just over 100 calories yeah. like woohoo can't yeah. can't wait to have definitely you know, half a kid cat and a cup of tea <laughs> And also, I think it's harder as well, as well, from this point of view, is in social occasions. Or so if you're a, if you uh, go out with your friends as a female, if you go out with your your partner, um, if you're in a straight relationship, you go out with your um, male partner and whatnot, then they will be able to eat more food. They'll be able to have bigger portions. They'll be able to order bigger portions. If you're sitting there knowing that this person's eating this in front of you and you can't, or you, that's going to affect your weight loss, but won't affect theirs, that can be quite. Um, that's obviously quite a lot of social pressure mm-hmm. too, in my opinion. So. Um, whereas like I could go out and have a a kind of smallish pizza at um, Pizza Express or something like that and if Laura was maybe dieting she's done bikini competitions before and whatnot been on as little as 1200 calories like extreme extremely low because she's on a sedentary job it was the last week of prep etc so you'll never don't yeah, just ignore yeah. that number it's not something you guys should be focusing on um like she's if we've had a meal out she's literally just had to sit yeah. there with a salad like and overestimated that salad and like had the dressing on the side and like it's just not as enjoyable it's not something that can be done as well and that's just like it is just what it is unfortunately and these are the things that you need to kind of realize that it can be tricky in these yeah. situations and i too. guess just not it's the obvious like comparing yourself to others and you're right it's not it's not just always yeah. by the way <clears throat> love how cute you are about like, oh if you're in a straight relationship like oh we're all the gay rights here I don't want to offend my my lesbian business partner, so because um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hear. Well, my ex girlfriend was this kilos. And... She she only had a salad as well. Um, no, no, but it is a really good point, and um, it's easy as well to compare, even to like myself. Like I can eat a lot more, but well, maybe not so much now. But when I was working as a full time PT, like you know, you expend yeah. so much energy, and it's so easy to even just like I used to do maybe the warm-up with most of my clients or if I wanted to expend more energy I'd just be like right I'll yeah. jump on the cross trainer with you so you know you'd have 10 minutes of you know yeah. if you've got six clients that's always already an hour of cardio that you've done and it's broken up so yeah. potentially as we were talking about before even more benefit to that um and then you're standing around demonstrating mm-hmm. exercises like you burn so many calories doing that that you can afford to eat more but then your clients come in they're like oh how have you managed to you know, I see all you post on Instagram and it's like, you've been out, like you had Nando's today and then for breakfast you'd had this and this, this, this. Like, if I eat that, will I look like you? And it's mm. like, no. <laughs> like, if you eat yeah. that, you're probably Absolutely, yeah. on weight. Um, yeah, that's another pet hate of mine as well is when you see PTs that'll say, oh, no restriction, yeah. eating more than she was before, um, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Well, I absolutely look at hate me, that. I can like, eat this. Like, if you train with me, it'll be the same. Like, no, it won't. No, it absolutely oh, yeah. won't. Like, yeah. you have to, yeah, as much as you can, like, be your own business card. And, like, it's good for you guys to maybe get meal ideas from your PTs or, like, from us or whatever. But the context is completely different. And how much energy expenditure you're, you're, you're at is completely different. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, there's no point in comparing yourself. Like your calories are your calories that you have in order to lose body fat is very dependent on your activity. Like like Emma already said, your job, etc. 
and like they they're just the cards that you're dealt unfortunately mm-hmm. like they really are like they you can obviously increase your activity you can walk more you can park further away from your job you can try to take the stairs instead of the lift and they will all add up but um, we're only talking maybe another 100 calories 150 calories for the day or something maximum like as a big number so like it is just what it is you need to look at coping mechanisms you need to look at structure and taking loads of volume in you need to look at changing things so if you're in a habit of eating in a certain pattern before you're putting weight on or you're maintaining a weight that you didn't want to maintain then you need to change things and you need to change your life in order to kind of suit these changes too so. exactly and i think oh, oh okay one more question no 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 oh, carry on sorry i was carry gonna on. say i thought sorry? we'd done questions sorry continue last one so um from Linda, so one of the new members. She's got a CrossFit competition that kicks off at 8.30 tomorrow. And will last all day, yeah. We have five workouts throughout the day and a sixth if we get to the final. Would that be better with small meals or just more snacks throughout the day? I don't know timings, etc. So don't know if I could risk a full meal. Any suggestions, please? Emma, do you uh, want to This go ahead? is always a hard one. And I used to do athletics yeah. competitions. And, you know, you tend to have like a heat in the morning and then you maybe have a semi and a final. Or if you're doing multiple events, like you're basically warming up or cooling down the whole day to try and, and then the relays yeah. and the evening. So it's hard to get in like a lunch or something substantial. And if you're starting that early as well, and with CrossFit, you normally don't even know <laughs> what you're going to be doing. So, it, it, you know, it's extremely yeah. hard. There's no, there's not going to be a set answer to this. But I guess what I would say is that you're probably going to want to not throw your diet out the window that day, but you're just going to want to look at getting sort of snacks in between. Um, you don't want to feel sick during yeah. your CrossFit workout. You want to feel performance. So it's going to be a higher carb day. Um, what I would say is really yeah. after you've finished focus on recovery so get in a good mixed meal um make sure you're drinking enough water throughout the day Uh, but yeah that that day is going to be all about fueling your workout so it's whatever you can sort of stomach that's going to give you good energy um and then in the evening after focus on recovering from that so a nice big high protein meal um yeah mixed meal loads of loads of water get rehydrated yeah Definitely. I think as well, especially in this heat um, during your day. So try and look at kind of maybe some salty mm-hmm. foods as well, um, just for your electrolytes. Um, there's things in between competitions or in between rounds and workouts. And if you've got enough time, like just having some things like a Lucasade sports or gels and whatnot. So you can quit. Well, it's not going to be fully re- replenished, but you can quickly start to replenish your kind of carbohydrate stores and stuff as well. So but just make sure, as Emma said already, it's stuff that you kind of like that you think you can stomach and um emma's had much more experience with that from her kind of competing days um than i have but like these days never go to plan even if there was times it probably wouldn't be at those times so um it's probably not worth kind of looking at it as at that point of view either um like when i have people prepping or doing kind of bodybuilding shows and whatnot i literally like set them food and i say look if this happens like have extra food because like you're never going to know if you're going to be on later, if you're going to be competing later. When I have sevens tournaments as well, we don't know how far we're going to get through the rounds. Like I just bring extras really as well. That's another good yeah, tip. Yeah, always bring extra. You don't have to eat it. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And excellent. That is. I'm sure you will. Oh. By the time you hear this, you probably will have already competed. But do post in the group and let us know how you do because it's hugely. 
Oh no, this is tomorrow. Is in yeah, tomorrow? No, tomorrow. She might not so listen tonight. Uh... Oh, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, sorry. Not, yeah, not everyone. I forgot that we went live for some Johnson. reason. <laughs> yeah. So good luck. All the best. Hopefully you get this or you listen to this before yeah. you do compete. And, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. Awesome. See you later. Right. Bye bye. <laughs>